Okay, Sarah, I had a very traumatic ride on Thursday. And among other things, I ran over a squirrel because there are these like crazy squirrels on the bike path. And it ran in front of me and I went one way and it went another way. And then it, we, and I fucking hit it like hard. And then like, don't, don't. And then I stopped because I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I do? Can I save this squirrel? And I like watched it die like right there. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, like and I started crying. It was really bad. Yeah, that is traumatic. Okay. I, I think there is. Okay. If you if you get past the initial trauma, it, like there is something good about the fact that it did die right there. Like, Because I was the next thing I was going to ask you was like, did you feel like you should kill it? Like, was it in pain or what? Right. Like, I think Sarah True one time tweeted out that she hit a squirrel and it like limped off, but it clearly like was not in good shape. And so should she have, what should she have done in that situation? Right. And I think that's a fair quake. What do you do in this situation? Uh, I don't think I would kill. I don't think I would seek the squirrel down and kill it. Like I got to tell you, I don't see me doing that. <laughs> like, no, I don't see myself doing that either. Although I understand why one would question if one should. My, I have had to, like, my cats sometimes have caught mice and brought them back, and I get ran, and I, and it was half dead, and I had to kill it because it was mostly dead anyway, and you're like, feel bad. But let me tell you something having to kill an animal, like, they really don't want to die, even when they're already mostly dead, and it's really fucking terrible. Just FYI, just, you know, PSA to everyone. It's not a fun experience. Yeah, I understand. Okay, I've I've luckily never hit, I've never hit a, any animal on my bike, oh, thankfully, good. nor on my car. Although I haven't been driving very long, so there's that. <laughs> but I have I have a couple of like athlete people I've coached or n- known who have hit like large animals. So one of my athletes one time broke his collarbone, and he he hit a deer like straight yeah. on into a deer. And he said it was like an interesting story because he said like. He saw the deer at the side of the road, right? And he was on a downhill, so he couldn't slow down quickly. Like, he just looked and he saw it. And he's like, one minute I was looking at it beside me, and the next minute I was slamming into the side of it. Like, the deer just jumped out, um, which is super dangerous. And then I have another friend. <laughs> he used to live up on Apex Mountain um, with us one summer when we were training for Ironman Canada. That's, like, in Penticton. And he hit a bear, <laughs> I've heard of that happening. Yeah. In Yosemite. I've heard of that happening. Like just like, and I always picture it like he told me about it, but the way that it is in my mind is it's like a cartoon. Like it's like Andre and the bear going like with, with the two of them, like in a tussle, like one over the other, (laughs) like down the side of a mountain. But of course it wasn't like that. No. Um, The bear just ran off. But like, can you imagine like slamming into the side of a bear? I can imagine the deer for sure. Cause I've, I've had that situation coming down bike. Cause we have deer everywhere and the deer runs out or, or the, or I'm watching it standing on the side of the road and I'm like, Oh fuck deer. Don't jump into me. Here's the one I've also had. Do you guys ever have this? I've almost hit cows coming down mountain bike trails. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. No, that would be bad. I don't think I've almost hit a cow. <laughs> you don't think I you did. almost hit a cow. I feel that, that I would remember that. I did have a group of cows one time when I was running in England, in the South of England, along like it was like a path along a like a waterfront but a lot of it was a big steep like drop um escarpment mm-hmm. and so I and so I was running along this like farmer's field and the cows it must have been feeding time and the cows thought that I was going to feed them and they, oh, they all started you? to come towards me so there's like you know a couple dozen cows just like coming across the field towards me I actually like I was super scared and <laughs> 
and I went over like I stepped over the fence because I was like hanging onto the fence between the fence and like a drop off and the cows were still coming towards me and I was trying to sneak out of this field because I didn't know what they were gonna do like they're just they're such big animals right um so that's my only cow story I did get chased me and my sister got chased by a cow one time and we ended up getting lost in a bog in Ireland just FYI so there you go. We've shared all of our wildlife stories. All of our wildlife stories here at the top of the podcast. Okay. Coming up on the show, I have a tale from my box. Longer is not always better. A voicemail from a listener. Makeup and the Women's World Cup and the policing of birth control. Kelly, I finally got my shipment of noon up here in Canada, and I am so excited. The last couple days, I've been going to CrossFit with Noon Hydration Sport Watermelon Flavor, and I have been loving it so far. But I want to know from you, what product should I try next? Okay, so you're trying the tablet. So the Sport tablet is the one you drop in your water bottle. They also have an immunity tablet for you know when you're feeling sick that you can drop in your water bottle. And I've been trying the, or been using the Noon Rest which is for recovery and relaxation. It's like chamomile flavored. It has magnesium and potassium in it. I you like drink it before you go to bed. Helps you recover well. You sleep great. It's fantastic. Okay, awesome. I'm totally going to try that tonight. Okay, if anyone at home wants to try, go to noonlife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN and you get 30% off. So Iron Women is our sister podcast. Noonlife, N-U-U-N, life.com. Give it a try. Live Feisties, If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ass Kicker, Inc. Ass Kicker makes activewear for women featuring empowering phrases like work hard, play hard, kick ass, or strong women lift each other up. Ass Kicker, Inc. also makes our fabulous Live Feisty tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So to order yours, go to livefeisty.com and just choose shop from the menu. And of course, use the code RIDING to save 20%. That's riding, as in if we were, at livefeisty.com. And remember, I before E, except if you're feisty. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisty's If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the time. So we do have a, a little bit of bad news this week at the top of the podcast, Kelly. I think we started with bad news, at least for the squirrel. But I know that's true. It's <laughs> we have to move on to something cheery after this announcement. <laughs> um, we're going to be taking a break. Womp womp. Sad, sad Aww. noise. Don't Aww. cry, people. Don't cry. Uh, I will be in Australia next week and then Sarah's going on summer vacation. So we're taking a summer break for two weeks, guys. For two weeks. So everybody go back to all the episodes you haven't listened to. And I think we're on episode 80 now. Ish. I actually have no idea. But you should just listen to them all in order. It'll be great. Just start from the start. You can see it. This will be fun for everybody. You can see how far we've come. There you go. From the first week until now. Uh, we now oh. have the much beloved 
Tales from Your Box segment. <laughs> I have a Tales from My Box. Oh, I, which is also sad news. Mostly for oh, me, yeah. though, this time. Um, so, yeah, this week I find out, get this here, I'm actually anemic or, like, I'm low in iron. Right. Um, I was going to say, because, like, isn't, like, chronic anemia is, like, a really big, like, that's actually bigger. You just need to take some iron supplements and you will feel fine. Correct. Right. So I just didn't, I didn't see it coming. And this is why I wanted to talk about it. Um, and you asked me before the show is like, how is this a tale from your box? Right. Right. I'm going to tell you the connection to my boxes. Um, <laughs> so one more women become anemic than men because, right, sure. we, because we lose red blood cells every month. So box check one. And then um, I feel terrible when I'm working out in my box. So that kind of sucks because like, you know, when it's the thing people will understand this when it's a thing that you enjoy in life, you know, well, one of the things, not the only thing, <laughs> one of the a things, thing. <laughs> the only thing I enjoy in life has been taken away. No, it's like, it's like one of the things that I enjoy is, is working out and working out hard. And I can't do that right now. So, um, it's been a bit sad, but I wanted to bring this up because for a number of weeks I've had like increasing kind of malaise, lack of motivation. I've been like feeling shit during training and also like randomly emotional for no reason. Um, but then you, okay. But then here's my problem. Whenever there are, those are symptoms, right? Yeah. I have had all of those symptoms at various points in, in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it could be a lack of, but I guess I'm saying I have a hard time nailing this down to one cause because sometimes it's because you're overtrained. Sometimes it's because you have a low iron. Sometimes it's because it's like that like point in your cycle. Sometimes it's because you just didn't sleep a fuck enough and life is shitty and you're tired, right? Like it just... Correct. It's very Correct. hard to figure out. Exactly. And so that's why for so long, you know, like I was, I was doing a lot of psychoanalysis of myself with my friends, <laughs> I have to tell you, around like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like, why am I teary all the time? Um, and so, so like, it's a good reminder for me, actually the opposite to like put all the things on the table that it could be like, it could actually be just like a physiological thing that's happening in your body. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're, um, that you have to like dig into like your childhood roots to figure out what's going wrong. Not that I was doing that. I'm exaggerating, but uh, right. you know what I'm I saying? I actually have been thinking about this because you've, because you, I think it's a, what's the word? Common knowledge. I've not had a great like start to my year and you know, you were always telling me it's probably not you. It's probably something Mm-hmm. So I've gone through this list lately, Sarah. I've been like, maybe that mold in the corner of my wall that my apartment managers won't fix is actually toxic mold, and I've breathed it in, and I'm having some kind. Of, this is a possibility. It's a possibility. <laughs> See, just put everything on the table. Everything on the table. I actually would love if it turned out. Oh, you're just anemic. Like, I would be like, oh, that's straightforward. That's fixable. That's not like complicated. No, I feel good now just knowing, even though I like exactly. got up at eight and had a nap at 11 today, <laughs> I still feel better knowing. See, it's, it, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So news of the week, since we are a triathlon-ish podcast, uh, Holly Lawrence, we talked about her green card issues last week and how she sorted them out. And just, fortunately, she sorted them out and she went to Denmark and she won another regional championship. Of course she did. Of course she did. She's just like, I couldn't figure out if she's won all of them this year or only three, you know, only three. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep track when every week someone's just winning a race. You're just right. like, like kind of expect them to win. So naturally I get the slow twitch weekly email thing. It also is marked as dangerous spam by my Gmail side point. But <laughs> when I get it, it says one of the things is like, Holly is so good. And so I click on it and it's a whole forum thread of, so obviously she's really good. So when is she going to do a full? <laughs> You're like, God damn it, guys. Right. Holly's really good at 70.3s. So naturally she should stop doing 70.3s. Like, how does that make any sense? 
No, exactly. I, I, it's the same. It's this. That's the same old, same old. Where we make like in triathlon, we have it so much that like longer is better. And I mean, running suffers from this too, right? Like whoever does a five k, then it's like I'm gonna do a ten k, then a half marathon, then a marathon. I mean, like what's wrong with doing a five k faster? That is also hard and something you need to train for, and you don't have to be away from your family for three hours every weekend for your long run. I also think. I mean, obviously, there are like Olympic. 5k runners who who have people telling them someday you can run a marathon too <laughs> right well like your like, example yeah. of like usain bolt on your on the um newsletter like no one's telling him to like run longer distances right well usain someday you'll be able to run a marathon yeah. too like <laughs> and then you'll really be a runner if you keep training if you keep yeah. training and i think that's what i find so absurd about our fascination with like when are you going to do a full uh is some people, it's not just like, oh, they don't want to because it takes more time. Some people are better at the shorter stuff and that's just as good. And part of what's been like nice about seeing the evolution of the 70.3 distance is it becoming a thing in and of itself, right? It's no longer, I think, I would argue, it is no longer simply a stepping stone to doing a full, simply like something people do on their training to Kona. It's its own thing now with people who are good at it independently. Yeah, it's definitely getting there. I don't think we're fully there in terms we're of it being its there. own thing, but it's definitely getting there. It's more competitive. More pros go to the world championship and take it seriously. Um, they so. also, I did listen to Andrew Messick on some other podcast. We're not, I don't even remember. Other podcasts exist. And he did say that they made a really conscious decision a few years ago to make 70.3 Worlds a better race, <laughs> like as opposed to having it be in Clearwater every year or Henderson, like to make it a hilly race, a fair race, a destination race, a race that's going to draw the best people and be a good race. And I think that that's actually had a really big impact too. Um, it's really like changed, changed, you know, the field. Okay. Here's what I want to say about that. Okay. When, when Andrew Messick and his team decided to change the ethos around something, mm-hmm. change actually happened. I know. It's nope. weird. So, so you're saying um, you could make it happen if you really wanted to. Right. So I'm saying that if Andrew Messick and his team decided to change their ethos around certain other things, other, we're just putting it out there, gender equity (coughs) issues, then they could just, you know, throwing that out there. (laughs) Well, you're like, somehow we started talking about Holly and ended up back where we always end up. So I know that it's the second week in a row I've addressed Andrew directly on the podcast. I actually don't I really want stop. to find out if stop. he listens. We should have him on. He should send a voicemail. A voicemail. Send us a voicemail, Andrew, and tell us about some of your new policies around the wave starts in Kona because we really want to know what the heck you were thinking. And someone did send us a voicemail this week about the new policies, wave starts. Oh, it's one from Brazil too. So I'm excited. Hey girls, uh, Juliana, I'm from Brazil. I just heard the new podcast and I'd like to give you my opinion about the Kona Wave Start, the new way of Kona to start the race. So last month I did the Ironman Brazil. I know it's Sarah's favorite race in the world and they had some changes in the start. So first, the most competitive categories were divided in two both to avoid drafting and then to decrease the bike crowding. After that, they put the woman on the second start. And at first, I 
thought I would be drowned in swimming, but it was okay in that way. The bad thing was being too outdated all the time in the bark course, but it did not give that uh, alone feeling in the race that we feel uh, when we are the last ones to start the race. So I, f I, I thought it was good in that way. So it worked. And now about Kona. Uh, do you think someday they might split the races in two days like the 7.3 championship? Or make each year in different places like that too? Or it will lose the glow of Kona? I think those are something good things Kelly should think about it. And she should think about come to race in Brazil too. Bye. Okay, so at the end, she said I should think about some things, and I've thought about them, and I've decided Kona should be a two-day race, and it should move around. Only fair. So, done. You think it should move around country I country? do, actually. I actually have a whole theory about, like, how it should move, because that is fair. Like, you don't, you know, you don't have the thing that crowns the best in the world on the same course because that only actually crowns the best at that specific condition but then they could keep Kona as the regional championship as an Ironman and it would still sell out it was still you could charge triple the price for Ironman Kona and it would still be a hugely big deal in a very competitive race and then move the fucking world championship it's, it's like not that big a deal they're not gonna do it I'm just saying it's a good idea so, so. you're okay yeah, right they're not gonna do it but anyway now that we're in that <laughs> speculation land um if you <laughs> So in your, does it always come back to Kona though? Like on some kind of cycle in your Maybe it system? could, right? I, th I would add whatever. that to that system. Like That's I would say fine. it would like come back to Kona every whatever, four years or five years. Whatever. Or but don't you feel like it should vary conditions right now? We are simply crowning the best at this very specific type of race. And that doesn't necessarily make someone the best Ironman athlete overall. It makes them the best Ironman athlete in Kona. Some people are really, really good at cold races or windy or well, Kona is windy or non-windy races or hilly races or whatever. You understand my point? Yeah, I, I take that point and I, I agree that to be a legitimate world championship, it is good to have differing conditions on differing years and then different athletes will win. Exactly. I agree with that. Or maybe, maybe Daniela can just win them all. See? And then we'd be like, oh, she really is the best. End of discussion. Daniela probably would win them all, to <laughs> be clear. To be um, clear. <laughs> um, okay, and, and Juliana, thank you so much for your voicemail. I also wanted to, like, talk to her point about splitting up the competitive men's age groups. I don't know, like, she didn't tell us how far between the two right. waves of competitive men that, like, they did at Brazil to stop the drafting. But um, Brazil would have a, like, Brazil has a massive overcrowding slash drafting problem. Um, I know this better than anyone. And... They and they also have that they're also one of those countries where only really fit people do the race and a lot more men than women do the race. So like right. after 12 hours, like no one's on the course anymore, you know. And so in that way, it has some similarities to Kona. It's not as competitive as Kona, but it is more competitive than the average Ironman. So the crowding is just really intense in, in a really small space. Uh, up and down a, a highway. And Isn't so it laps too. It's laps. It's laps. Right? Yeah. 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 It's I think problematic. It's two laps. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, anyway, I like that idea of putting as much of a gap between some of the competitive men um, as possible. 
I thought I thought that thought it was a good idea. And I also, oh yeah, she mentioned that she felt like she was going to drown. The only time I've ever thought I was going to drown in Iron Man is when they started literally back in the day when everybody started together and they started the pros lined up oh, across yeah. the beach right in front of all the age groupers, right? And you're like, Ooh, And at the fuck. very last minute, I looked over and like all the pro women are to my right at the side. I'm like, why are they all over there? Because all I thought about was just getting out to the first boy. That's how I positioned myself on the swim and i realized like just as the horn went off like oh they're all over there because of the 2000 age group men who are about to trample me um and so i did i got like trampled like in the first kind of 200 meters of the swim and um and i actually got had a point where i tried to come up for air and didn't get back up for air yeah Scary. I, uh, yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. The only time I ever thought I was going to drown in a swim was when I did one of those elite age group heats where they put the elite age group men and women together in like one big, massive, it's like back in the day. Like, and so as it, and I, uh, it was, and it was in uh, Chicago where you start on this very narrow Harbor mm-hmm. and they put all the elite age group men and women in one. It was terrible, Sarah. It was not a good experience. It needed to be reevaluated as a logistical planning strategy. FYI. <laughs> All right. So okay. other things we've talked about before, besides Kona wave starts and mm-hmm. gender equality, makeup and wearing makeup while you're working out. We're, we've had the great makeup debate. We're not continuing the great makeup debate part 17 or whatever we're on now. People had a lot of opinions. People have a lot of thoughts debate. about this. I don't care about your thoughts. Don't tell me. All right. We already, <laughs> we already did that. But no, Kelly, we care about your thoughts. Okay, guys. Every, I mean, folks, everybody ignore Kelly right now. We care about your thoughts, but we mostly care about your thoughts if you send them in a voicemail. <laughs> because if you send them in an email, it's a lot of writing back. And we would rather just respond to you by talking yeah, yeah. to you on the podcast because that's what we do. So that's if you have something do. to say, voicemail all the way. I'm just telling you, if you have something to say about makeup, I'm not listening to it. All right. <laughs> I will. I'll respond. <laughs> so the New York Times, though, finally uh, got, a, I don't know, discovered this controversy. And they wrote a big story this week about the Wins World Cup. <gasps> women are wearing makeup and doing their hair and is it, but then there's like controversy over whether they should or they shouldn't and nobody can decide. And why are we policing women's bodies? And I got to tell you something though. I've been watching a lot of world cup. I've been watching like whatever game is on pretty much every day. And so then when I hear the mainstream coverage of the world cup and like what the controversy is, it's never actually a controversy. Like in the, like it's not actually a thing anyone cares about. So there's this whole thing about like women wearing makeup or not wearing makeup and it's like maybe three players, like in the whole tournament. Like the vast majority of players are just, you know, going out there, sweating a bunch, have their hair in a braids or a ponytail or whatever. It's just like not a thing. And some of them are, and that's like whatever. The point is, all these controversies don't seem to be actual controversies in the game. Right. Right. Like there's been some other ones about like, oh, the U.S. women were cheering too much or celebrating too much after they scored. Yeah. Also, no one like cared about that, like in the actual game. Like it wasn't a thing really. Um, I think this happens in all sport. Like doesn't it happen in men's sport too, where it's like, oh, didn't you see that spectator did this and that? And it like doesn't matter. Nobody cares, but they try to make a thing out of a thing. I don't know. I don't watch that many men's sports. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But the World Cup's been, like, interesting. There's definitely been, I don't know, apparently you don't watch any of it, but there's definitely been a lot of 
progress transit. It's a, it's an interesting period we're in, in women's soccer such Mm -hmm. that, there are a lot more teams that are really good now. There's actually like depth in the world in terms of like competitiveness. So you're actually getting like more aggressive games. You're getting better games randomly. Like it used to be the U.S. could roll almost like straight through to quarters, mm-hmm. and they can't anymore. And so you're and and so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting time to watch, and it'll probably be even more so in four years because. Europe obviously already cared about soccer, obviously already had the infrastructure, and now they've decided to also put that money behind women. And so they're catching, I mean, they're getting good fast. Yeah. So. And like, I think this is going to be my hashtag of the year, but you know, like winning begets winning or success begets success. Right. So like once we see that happening on the international stage, like other countries will step up. It works for that too. So I think you're right. Like we've seen a big change in women's soccer and we're going to see like big strides being taken now here in the next, like, like watch in 20 years, it's going to be massive. Oh, I think you just have, I think four years, but because it's already happening. But guys, still the big game, the game everyone should watch is today, depending on what time you're listening. Today, today Friday, today, the Friday, 28th of June. France versus the US, game of the year, because they are the two best teams going in ranked. They both had like fairly equal betting odds to win the whole thing, but they are beating each other in the quarterfinals. And is that because the they finals. just ended up in the same pool? It's because I don't like it's very weird how they did the seedings and the bracket because like one side ended up way more competitive than the other side. And technically it's supposed to be random, but maybe this is a bet like an outcome of actually there aren't enough teams yet in the women's soccer for it to really be randomized. So Mm -hmm. they ended up all on one side kind of. So France is meeting the U.S. in the quarters and it's going to be really intense and it's going to be a really good game and everyone should watch it. And don't do the thing. Don't tell me like everybody keeps going, oh, I really wish I could like I wish I had that channel. It's on Fox. You have Fox. Don't go. Oh, I don't watch. I don't have a TV. You have a TV. You just use it to watch Netflix. You get Fox. All TVs come with antennas built into them since like right. 2005. You can watch this. So if it's your TV thing. has an antenna. You can go back it, no, to the old No, you don't need an antenna. Way. They no, are built it, it has in. has an antenna. It is built into the TV in the last, like, 15 years. Right. I think it's even longer than 15 years. It's been a while, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get you get the regular network channels. They are free public airwaves. Yeah, it's like, it's thing. not under HDMI. You have no. to, like, click on a different you just you can up. watch the free just channels. Just TV. Just click on TV. Just, watch yeah, it. just watch TV. It's fine. So, do that. I love it. Okay, after the break, um, somebody tried to police Kelly's birth control and she got upset about it. So we're going to talk about that. We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. And don't forget to order your feisty gear at livefeisty.com with the code RIDING to get a 20% discount. Follow at If We Were Riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are, because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. Time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time You better get ready to race in the top I need to do this, show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real I'm feeling so ruthless my time, my time. Okay, Kelly, 
Twitter heard about it. I heard about it before the show. Oh, yeah. What happened when you went to get your birth right, control? Right. I'm really, this, I mean, obviously this happens every year because you have to go every year and like convince them you have to get, you need a new prescription for your birth control. But here's my thing. And wait, you still take the pill, right? Just, oh my God, we're not even having that debate. I don't even okay. want to hear. Don't even fucking send me a voicemail and tell me I should get off the pill. I don't want to, like, I'm not even listening to that. I don't even care. If we're going to acknowledge that all women are individuals and everyone responds to things differently, then I'm a goddamn individual and I can take birth control. Okay. Okay. All right. So I went in to get my birth control prescription, even though legally you're, it's over the counter in California and you should be able to go into any pharmacy and just get it. You can't in practice because like pharmacies don't realize it's over the counter and like insurance won't pay for it. It becomes a whole thing. So I had to go in and every time I go in and you go in and you say like, I just want my birth control prescription. Like I'm not trying to, I really don't want to have kids. I don't need like a whole thing just here. And every fucking time they still run you through this like annual wellness exam. And these are questions I got asked on Friday. I got asked, and some of them are like reasonable, like fine, we'll go from the more reasonable to the less. I got asked, do you do any recreational drugs? Do you smoke? Do you drink? How many drinks do you drink? We really recommend only three a week. Do you exercise? You should exercise. Oh, you bike? You should wear a helmet. Do you always wear a helmet? Do you always wear a seatbelt? Do you wear sunscreen? You're very pale. Do you want to see a dermatologist? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what does this have to do with me not having kids? One, it doesn't. Those may be perfectly fine questions like in life, but this is not the place for them. Right. Right. No, I agree. I don't think like you tried to make an order out of that and I an order of like the most reasonable. (laughs) And I'm like, how is that more reasonable than any like the smoke? It's like it would be a reasonable thing if you're going for an annual checkup or something for your doctor to be like asking questions about your general health. But when you're just trying to get your birth control, like you basically you probably already know that you're not um, that you don't get blood clots. Like, you know, there's a genetic predisposition to blood clots. Some people can't have birth control pills like sometimes that you need to know that. Right. Right. So those are things that are pertinent to getting right ask me the, the pertinent pill. questions that's fine whether or not i wear a seatbelt is not a pertinent question and <laughs> this is not unique like i have been to many OBGYNs because i end up disliking them and i try new ones and the only reason i changed this time is because we moved and it's a very common thing to get these questions to get like this lifestyle lecture and here's what you're going to say because this is what people always say whenever i bitch about this they go well you know it's good to go in for your annual exam you really should go like well you know we want women to get pap smears every two years like one, that's fucking bad public policy. Like you can't hold birth control hostage and like make someone <laughs> listen to like a talk about helmets. Like that's not good. Cause what's that's the outcome? Terrible. Like fewer people get birth control. And so cool. Like they're wearing sunscreen now and they have a kit. Like how does that make any fucking sense? Like as a public policy in life, but two, it doesn't work. We have so much research now that doctor interventions lifestyle and largely the research is on weight loss. It doesn't work. Like sitting there and telling someone you should really exercise more. Have you thought about eating healthy? That is not effective. In right. fact, often when they've tracked it, it has the opposite result. And then people don't go to the doctor because they're like, my doctor isn't going to listen to me. He's just going to ask me about fucking like, do I have less than three drinks a week? I don't know anyone who has less than three drinks a week who's not a professional athlete. Like what the fuck? So I think it's bad public policy. It's not research-based. It doesn't end up result. And it treats women very paternalistically as if their only thing in life is to be a vessel for having kids. In conclusion, there's my, my yearly rant on I like your rant. I think you should can it and like send it out to the masses. That was a good rant. No, seriously, like that should not. You're you're absolutely right. And it's like it's it's definitely well, if it should be over the counter, it should be over the counter and you should just be able to go get it. And yay, California for making it so. But get it right. Get it right. None of you people can tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We 
know what it takes to be reaching the top